appreciate y'all making it out. Some people might not have because of the snow, but I, Mike and I had an official conversation. It's not enough. It's just not enough. This dusting isn't enough. How do I start off? Look at me when I'm talking to you. You ever heard that? Right? Y'all have heard that. I heard it a lot when I was a kid, parents and teachers. Sometimes, sometimes, I even had people ever so gently grasp my chin so that I wouldn't look to the right or to the left and I could focus on what was being said. That was so nice of them. They did that for me. They removed distractions so that whatever was about to be said, I was able to focus on. Because chances are, when I heard those words, I had done something that I wished hadn't been found out. And I was about to find the error of my ways and what that really meant. And I'll admit, I've probably said that to my children. Listen to me. You need to look at me. You need to focus on me. Because what I'm about to tell you, even if you don't appreciate it, even if you don't understand it, even if you don't even agree with it, trust me, it's for your good. Right? Don't be daydreaming. Right? And, and, and now, because what I've found is that the older I get, the more I daydream. But I don't necessarily daydream about the same things I used to daydream as a child, because now... I'm daydreaming about my mortgage payment. I'm daydreaming about my job. I'm daydreaming about my kids. I'm daydreaming about my grandchildren. I'm daydreaming about my insert. Whatever concern takes away my focus. And my focus was never that strong to begin with, so whenever I spread it thin, it's even worse. It's just me, though. It's just me. So even now, especially now, I need more look at me. And what I found, too, is that God uses those moments to actually build up my faith because what he has said to me is the same thing my parents did X number of years ago. I know what you did. What you did wasn't what you should have done. So why don't you look at me while I tell you what you should have done and why you should do it. Amen. So even though I'm older, <laughs> I'm really no wiser. And that's what that's kind of what my what the, the message is this morning. And Maria, please, um, Acts three, verse one, please. Now, Peter and John, okay, they were on their way to the temple. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple in the time of prayer, about at three in the afternoon, please. Now. A man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put, how often? Every day. And why? To beg from those going into the temple courts. Every day he was put to the, set down, carried to the gate, set down on the gate, and would beg from the people going into the temple courts. You ever talk about somebody who is literally at the will of the world? This man was. If he didn't get carried to the temple courts, to the gate. Well, he was hurting that day. If the people who were going in and out didn't feel like helping him, he was hurting. Okay? 
every day. Every day. Why? Because he was lame from birth. Talk about a bad situation. And you talk about a, a duration. From birth, every day, at the mercy of the world. Verse 3, please. <laughs> but this day was different. Today was different. And I'm going to tell you why today was different. Because verse 3, we hear, he, when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. That's what he did. That's what he did every day. But today was about to be different. Wasn't because of anything he did, because he'd been doing it every day since birth, but it was to whom he did it. It was to whom he did it. He did it to Peter and John. These two were a little bit different than the normal temple goer. And we're about to see how they were different, right? Because he said, I need money for today. I was here yesterday, I needed money. I'll be here tomorrow, I need money. That's what he asks for. I asked them for money. Short-term fix. Never looking past today. Never looking past tomorrow. And definitely not looking to eternity. Not looking for eternity. Short-term, right now, today. Can you give me some money? Mm. But he did it to the wrong people if he thought... He was going to get a couple of bucks. He did it to the wrong people. First four, please, Maria. Oh, Peter. I love Peter. Oh, my goodness. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. I don't even know if John knew what Peter was about to do. And Peter said, look at us. Stop worrying about what you think you need, which is a couple of bucks. I don't play the short game, I play the long game, and I'm telling you right now, you need more than a couple of dollars, even though that's what you think you need. Look at us. Focus on me. Focus on what I'm about to share. Let me have your attention. Oh, boy. Verse 5, please. So the man gave him his attention. You think he gave him his attention because he was like intrigued on what he was about to hear? No. Why? I was expecting to get something from him. Most people just toss in a quick, brief, cursory couple of bucks. Couple of, I got some loose change. Or worse shit, now today we might not throw loose change, but what we might say is, how you doing? I really don't care. Doing good? All right. You're not? Ooh. Mm, okay. That sucks. I'm just being real. We... But Peter said, look at us. And the man did. Not because of what he was about to receive, but based on what he thought he needed and might receive. Verse 6, please, Maria. He 
Peter went and made it very real. Verse 6, then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. I'm not, I, can't, I can't give you gold. I can't give you silver. I ain't got none. But what I do have an abundance of is faith, and I have my abundance of faith in Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and I'm trying to give it to you, and how I'm going to give it to you is by, in his name, not my name, not my power, not my change purse, not my wallet, but in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Now, mm. verse 7, let's see how it turned out. He said it, now let's see how it turned out. Verse 7, taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly, the man's feet and ankles became strong. The man was healed right there. Didn't get what he wanted. Thought he was. Had his hopes up for it. If you're a beggar and somebody says, look at me, oh, you might think this is going to be more than just that little handful of change in the bucket. Look at me. You got my attention. What are you going to give me? Money? No. I'm going to give you an eternity. I'm going to give you life. I'm going to give you healing. Not from me, because I don't have it. But from the one who does, who will use me, because I make myself available in faith, you get up and walk. You get up and walk. That's what happened, right? Lame since birth, healed in an instant. Wasn't what he originally asked for, but it is what he needed. Our wants and our needs are not the same. Don't confuse them. And don't pray for wants, but pray for needs. And sometimes you have to look past your wants to find out what you really need. Man been lame since birth. He never even knew what it was like to walk. All he knew is that every day I got carried to the temple, I got told to beg so that I could live. There are a lot of, a lot of examples in the Bible about people who went to Jesus for healing. This man didn't. He didn't. Yet, he was healed, right? And he was healed not because of his own actions. Remember, he didn't do anything, but because of Peter and John. Because of somebody else, because of you, because of you, because of you, because of you, somebody can be healed. Scratch that, rewind it. Not because of you, but through you. Not because of you. Silver and gold, I don't have. But what I do have, I can give away. And what I do have is faith in the power of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That's what I have. And I can give that away. How do I give it away? Well, first of all, i got to tell you. First, got to get you to focus on me. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to speak to you. And the only way that I can speak to you in a powerful way is if I've made myself that conduit. It isn't me. 
It's not me. It can't be me. Because if it's me, you all are hurting. I'm sorry. If you have to rely on me, there's not going to be a lot of goodness happening because I don't have the power. Silver and gold I don't have. And the thing about needs being given to us is that we don't always even know we need them until we're blessed with them. Verse 8, please, Maria. Remember, it wasn't what he wanted. It wasn't what he wanted. Or he thought. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. Up until this point, we have no idea what his relationship actually was. But I tell you what, once you get touched, once you get healed, once you feel the presence, man, oh man, you, you can't, you can't not. You can't. You can't not jump and sing and s oh, oh my goodness. Verse 9, please. <laughs> when all the people saw him walking and praising God, think about this. Every day they saw him. Oddly enough, he was, can you please go back to 8, Maria, please? He went with them into the temple courts. He went with them into the church. Now, now nine, please. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, where was he doing it? He was doing it in the church. Verse 10, please. They recognized him. Well, we've been seeing him, right? We walked past him. Sometimes we tossed a few coins in the bucket. As they, when they, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. He was in the church. If he was with a group of people who should not have been filled with wonder and amazement at what happened, I would have guessed it was the church because they would have said, of course. This is the power of God at work through Jesus Christ. And yet the church was the one who said, oh my goodness, what happened? I know you. I know you. I, I knew you. I don't know you now. I know you were the one who was lame since birth, and yet you're dancing, you're singing, you're praising God for your healing. In the church. They were still filled with wonder and amazement. Think about this. At that moment, a testimony was written down that we're reading today. We're reading it today. A couple thousand years later, a testimony. Your testimony, I'm not sure it's going to be read 2,000 years from now. But what I will tell you is, it's meaningful. It will be used by somebody. It will be recognized by the people who know you. They will see you, and they will stand in amazement, in awe and wonder of the change and the healing 
that you can receive through Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh. Man, since birth, a lifetime of a bad situation. Right? Left the man broken to the point where he couldn't even imagine anything different. Every time his alarm went off in the morning, he got up, waited for somebody to carry him, plopped him down, he begged, they picked him up in the evening, and they took him home. Every morning he got up, and his alarm went off, and he went to work. And people walked past him. And they seen him. And he saw them. And every morning he drove back home. Same. Same. And he couldn't even fathom the idea of a different situation than what he had, because he had nothing to reference it from. The world has nothing to reference it from. It's fallen. So it has only itself. Unless somebody says, look at us. Eh? He'd come to grips with where he was. Merely going through life as a lame beggar. The world knew it and accepted it, and they said, we're good with you. We're good with you. His perspective was set in stone, but... But when he spoke to Peter and John, he was introduced to the cornerstone. See the difference there? Mm. Until he spoke to someone who had a different perspective, until he was shown there is something else, something more than just what you have today, which was the same of yesterday, and most likely will be the same as tomorrow. Until he spoke to someone who knows from where healing comes. Until he heard someone who knew Jesus say, look at us. Until. Until today. Because on that day, his life changed. That's when his life changed. That's when he saw something different, something more. Then a normal day, he saw life and he found salvation. Because there had been such a movement in his life that how could he not sing and dance and praise God? And the funny thing is, this is the great part. When he was put there that morning, he didn't even know. How many people tomorrow don't even know that one of you or me are going to see them. Probably a couple. Probably a couple. Right? His perspective had been formed, and I would even say warped and perverted by his life in the world. Right? And he was given healing when he was given another perspective. You know, we're coming up on about a month and a half or so, right? Then it'll be like one year for the Rona. Y'all have heard that? Familiar with it? 
It's been almost a year, Roman, right? Almost a year since the world was flipped upside down. People's lives are flipped upside down in a minute. Unprecedented. Unprecedented. Kids in school? Nope, not no more. Nope, nope, nope. Sorry, social life? Nope, not anymore. Job? Mm, nope, not anymore. Mm. Friends and family? Oh, heavens, no, not anymore. Freedom to do what we want, when we want. Nope, not anymore. Mm. But, but, 24-7 news about how death statistics are every day. Yep, got those. 24-7 are sitting outside of a gate just begging for mercy. Got that. Monotony, boredom, coupled with uncertainty, fear, right? Breeds frustration. Frustration easily bring about a whole host of bad emotions, right? We got anger, anxiety, depression, fear, confusion, chaos, the list goes on. That's what we got. Lame man, he had, he was lame. We've got all of this. All in the last year and a half. Rates of depression and anxiety, three to four times higher according to the CDC. Oh, jeez. Mm. Rates of suicidal ideation, substance abuse, alcohol consumption, rising steadily. <sighs> Closer to home, St. Clair County Sheriff provides coverage for Elginac. St. Clair County Sheriff has to go there twice a year to actually tell Elginac how he's doing. 30% increase, 30, this is just Elginac, 30% increase in domestic Abuse calls, just an Elginac, 30% more. Then an uptick, that's what we call it, an uptick. Domestic assaults and their severity and other types of disturbances within homes. Man, I tell you what, that's a, that's a negative perspective that people have fallen into. That's a, that's, that, that breaks my heart. I literally... You know something? Every day, every day, like the lame beggar, the world is begging for something. The world is begging for something every day. Every day the world's perspective becomes more and more set in stone. In a pot, and it's so sad that the stone that it is set in is not one that's built on a cornerstone. Every day, the world is sitting at the temple gate begging for what it thinks it needs. And I'm sorry, but every day the church walks past. I'm sorry. We throw a bone right around Thanksgiving. Right? We have a little dinner for them. What we need to actually do is look the world in the face and say, look at us. Look at me. That's what we need to do. Look at me. But, hmm, here's the problem. Nope, scratch that, rewind that one too. Here's the challenge. When you say, look at me, and the person does, you better have something to say. 
Because if I say, look at me, I went to church yesterday. And the world says, and you look like a mirror to me. Well, mm. 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 so when we do that, when we say, look at us, Look at the perspective that I live under. Be ready, because they will. Because they think you're going to give them what they want. In reality, you can't give them what they want. Because what they want is fleshly, and it will never be satisfied. Never be satisfied. So silver and gold I don't have, but what I do have give to you. I freely give to you because it's not mine and somebody gave it to me. At the same time, don't pretend you ain't got the same struggles. Don't, 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 don't. Don't tell the world, look at me. And when the world looks at you, let them see a hypocrite. Don't do that. What you need to do is you need to say, guess what? I got the same problems. I got the same problems. I am not better. (laughs) I have far cry. But I do have something you don't, but you could. I do have something you don't, but you could because I want to give it to you. And that could be even so much as something as simple as a simple, encouraging word. Right? Good heavens. There is so much going on. An encouraging word out of the blue can actually, man, that's awesome. That's awesome. Do it. And do it with sincerity. Don't do it as a, God, throw coins into your bucket. Don't throw no coins into a bucket. First of all, that's disrespectful to the Lord that you actually are supposed to be representing. So you do it with sincerity, and you actually listen to the person. You listen to the world. They're crying at the gate. I love the fact that the gate was named Beautiful. You literally had a beggar sitting at the gate begging. People walking by, the gate was named Beautiful. Mm. Make sure that the world doesn't see itself. Be in the world, not other. Be in the world, not other, right? That needs, make sure it doesn't see somebody that's really no better than they are. Not better in an earthly sense, but better in a heavenly sense. Right? Make sure it sees someone different. Something more, something actually joyful. Good heavens to Bessie. During a, we have a vaccine. Yay, we don't have enough for you. Ooh. That's just the news. I'm not, even, I'm not even talking about vaccines. I'm just saying that's actually what you hear. So be, be, be real with the world. Yes. And yet, I don't let that get me down. I, I can't. I have a responsibility not to. We all have a responsibility not to. If we all say we believe in Jesus, saving, grace, I 
a responsibility not to be that way. Okay, so will the world see joy and hope based not on the things of the world, but instead on heavenly things? Will it see calm in the storm? Peace in a war? War's going on. How much peace do I have in my heart? Storm's raging. Winds are blowing. Waves are slapping. What's the world going to see? Hope, true joy, love, understanding, patience can defeat frustration and anger. Right? Colossians 3, 2. I don't think I gave you that one, Maria. I don't remember. Colossians 3, 2 says, Set your minds on things, thank you. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. How much clearer can that be? Don't set your minds on CNN or Fox or MSNBC. Don't set your mind on that because there's really no hope in that. So don't set your minds on the earthly things, but instead set your minds on things above. Set your minds on things above, right? So what we need to do is we need to focus. We need to focus in the midst of all the distractions of the world. Regardless of all the distractions of the world, we got to focus. And in spite of all the distractions of the world, we need to focus. We can be wrapped up real quick. Man, we can be wrapped up. Ain't got nothing better to do. Flip on that TV, right? Now Tiger King's off. You already seen that six times all over, so you ain't got to worry about that one no more. So you find yourself at the news and, oh, oh man, I tell you what, I almost want Tiger King back. Give people a new perspective. Show the world a new perspective. A new perspective that's not based on the news on TV, but is instead based on the good news that is in the Word. And I pray, I pray every day that we'll be able to say, silver and gold, I do not have. What I do have, what I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. I need to understand, realize, believe that I have something to give. Every one of you has something to give. Give it away. Because the beautiful thing is, the source never dries up. So if you give it away, that's fantastic. Because what also happens is you get more. And others will also see the dancing and the singing and the praising of God. And they will be amazed and wonder, filled with wonder, how did that happen? 
Where did that come from? Well, funny you should ask. Funny you should ask. Because let me tell you a little something. New perspective. A new perspective. That's all. That's what the, that's what the world needs. Right, right, right here. This is full of new perspective. This is full of new perspective. And the beautiful thing is that each one of us will be filled with the new perspective that we share. And when we share it, you'd be surprised how many lame beggars start walking. That's it. I'm out.